0: Warning, Marriage on the Rocks provides unfiltered, unconventional, and sometimes unwelcomed relationship advice. Seth and Crystal are certified relationship coaches who have adopted specific methods that work very well for them. Your results may vary. Hey
1: everyone, welcome to our 72nd episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. I'm Seth. Why are you
0: yelling? <laughs> <laughs> Am I? It seems like Oh. It, I don't know. Maybe it's because the microphone's a little farther away. Yeah. This time.
1: Every week we have a drink with our discussion, and this week we are in Arkansas, and we went to, we did a um, tour at the distillery for the Rocktown distillery tour, and we got a bottle of their smoke. Yeah.
0: This is their small batch uh, smoked whiskey, hickory smoked whiskey. It's so freaking good. It's Fair fair warning. We have been, you know, we we record the episode a few days prior to where they air. I don't know if a lot of people know, but we usually, like full disclosure, we typically record the Wednesday before Uh we release it the following Tuesday. Yeah. So there's usually a good six to seven days from when we record to when it releases. Right. Uh When we say we're in Arkansas, we are currently in Arkansas right now, but by the time everybody hears it, they we'll w- we won't home. be in
1: yeah. Arkansas, right?
0: Um, so you may have seen the pictures already, yeah, from like a week ago, and be like, "Well, they were just in Arkansas." Well, no, it's the same trip. Uh-huh. Um, but back to my warning, we we had the bright idea, which I, I, I <laughs> it was, was a, a good, good idea. idea. Yeah, um, we we you know we come to Little Rock about every year around this time. Uh-huh. I, I have a an annual convention out here that we come to right right in the heart of downtown Little Rock, and usually we come here and we just. Yeah, you know, we kind of run around Main Street and and have uh, or or not Main Street. What's the Main Strip?
1: I thought it was Main Street. Well, no, Main Street's well, the, one main Street heads, is uh, the one that we went down. It starts but with the M. Market. I don't know. Somewhere market. There. Market. Yeah.
0: But I think it's with Q. Anyway, whatever. We usually hang around this area and just get something to eat and relax and chill and and then we head. It's we a cool back home. little area. Like a very I'm, cool little I downtown. really like
1: it. It's. Um, I mean, of course, most most towns have the same type of type of thing where they have a main street type mm-hmm. area, and they have a whole strip full of you know bars and stuff like that. But I don't know. It's a really I I like it. I like the the main street little area in Arkansas. I think that. I think it's a little bit different than some of the other Main Streets.
0: Yeah. Well, they, they, they have a live music scene. Yeah. They have. And,
1: well, and it was funny because a couple of weeks ago we were in in Sacramento. And in Sacramento we were like, man, it's the dead. town is dead. You yeah, know, like what, what's like going eight, on? Like 8, 9
0: o'clock at night. It right. was like, man, it's dead. Everything was closed, but in little rock arkansas like things are hopping
1: yeah things um, are popping there's some
0: good restaurants yeah, there's some good bars good music and yeah we we looked at some of the things to check out this time like we wanted to kind of pre-plan like what can we do when we go out and so mm-hmm. one of the i think it was number two on their like top 15 list was go to the rock town distillery mm-hmm. and so we uh, i finished up with my conference today and as soon as i was done we, we got changed and and walked a almost a mile yeah um to the Rocktown Distillery which it's a full bar and they they distill and serve and sell their own all kinds of different types of whiskey, gin and vodka.
1: Gin, vodka and rum. And rum, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um and so we we did the entire tour if you're ever in Little Rock.
1: Oh my gosh. It is
0: completely worth going to the <laughs> Rocktown so Distillery. It. You spend 15 bucks or well, 10.
1: No, yeah. So we spent the <laughs> The more expensive one because we were like, Well, we want the the full experience. Mm-hmm. We want the the better booze or whatever that you know, we get an extra three tastings. Well, so yeah, so, so
0: with, with the standard the standard excuse, dang I was <laughs> she had the hiccups right before this, and I was I like, had the scene. You've hiccups. got to stop hiccup before you yeah. do this so we can't record uh-huh. now. I've got the hiccups. <laughs> but we yeah, you get ten tastings at the end of the tour mm-hmm. for ten bucks. Yeah. Or for 15, you get the standard 10 plus... <gasps> Excuse me. Jeez.
1: It's going to get bad. Oh, no.
0: Plus you get three of their, I guess, higher level anniversary reserve type of drinks.
1: Yeah, or like whichever ones you choose, mm-hmm. really. Because uh, the bartender, she was awesome and she was like...
0: Jade. Yeah, yes Jade. for Jade.
1: Yes, Jade, yeah. you're awesome. Thank you so much. But, um, but yeah, we were like, well... You know, she said, "You know, you could choose whatever, whiskeys or vodkas or gins or whatever that you want to taste." Mm-hmm. And we we're like, "You know, give us, give us yeah, whatever you, you you want. You know, what's your, your top choices?" So mm-hmm. she gave us her, her, yeah. uh, her top. So yeah. But
0: I mean, even out of the tin, we tried, I mean, we tried some vodka, we tried some gin, we tried. Oh my gosh! Their, their
1: gin was like oh, the gin best so spo- gin the that I've ever had. We tried oh, a flavored yeah. vodka. Yeah.
0: So anyway. We had a drink before we started the tour, then we had 13 different types of tastings of whiskey, vodka, g- and gin, gin, uh-huh. and then we decided to have another drink, and then we were like, well, let's go eat, and then we had another drink, and now... <laughs> oh, we're having another drink. We're having another one with their small... We bought a bottle of the small batch.
1: Yeah. Oh, I know, and we were able to meet the owner, actually. Yeah, we did
0: meet the owner, Phil. Yeah.
1: Uh, of the Rocktown Distillery, yeah. and... It was so cool, like just just seeing the, well, he doing was the whole tour, and we process. did a, you know, we did the, we did the tour, and it was like, it was just it was us just on us, the tour, so. so it was cool. It was really neat, just <clears throat> just it being us and having more of an intimate type tour mm-hmm. for for this uh, asking lots
0: of questions, yeah, yeah.
1: uh huh, and and with us, you know, we want to know more about everything mm-hmm. you know just for the podcast and everything so you know Seth was asking a lot a lot more questions than probably the normal goer that yeah. that actually tours the place but yeah we had a we had a blast doing it it was a lot of fun yeah yeah we learned a lot uh, yeah it was really cool yeah but See yeah and things? then the the dude the the owner Phil he you know just hearing how he opened the distillery and how he was you know at first he was a an employee of what, Verizon or it was well it was before they became Verizon or something I can't remember exactly.
0: He was an engineer.
1: But yeah. And so he worked for a company an engin- he he was an engineer it was for like a Altel company or like, something like that. Yeah, I think it was Altel Wireless. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it was it was pretty neat, like hearing his story and you know once they like merged or whatever with Verizon and how he went to he was like you know I'm gonna do what I want to do and, and that started was this business, open yeah. up a distillery and it's very cool. Yeah, it was awesome. So yeah, we we got to do the tour, meet him, and it was it was a really good fun experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess yeah, I mean. Okay, we been rambling for 10 minutes. Yeah, we've been rambling for a while. <laughs> but, so today we are gonna be talking about redefining love. And what we really mean by that is there's there's so many people, I mean you hear it all the time with um, oh I'm not I'm not in love with you. I love you but I'm not in love with you. Mm. That type of thing. And we really kind of wanted to talk about
0: that. Well, we got a question. We did. We, we had a listener mm-hmm. reach out and a follower and say, hey, have you guys ever talked about falling in and out of love with your partner? Mm-hmm. And so we, we started talking about that. And it was like, well, that's you know that hasn't happened in to our us. relationship. Right. But we know it's a very popular thing. And then it was really kind of like, well, why do people say that? Why do people say, well, exactly what you just said. I'm I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Mm-hmm. And it was like... Well, what the hell does that even mean? I mean, right. what 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 are you saying? And so I think that part of it is really providing, you know, our definition of what love should be, and that unconditional love within your own relationship, and I guess our own standards for what the parameters would be behind what the definition of love should be. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. huh. Do you have your dumbass post of the week?
0: I thought you wrote it down.
1: No, I didn't. You said you had one.
0: Yeah, I know. I thought I said, here it is. I thought no, you wrote
1: it down. No, no.
0: It said, what was it? Love is having someone come into your life and complicate it. And I thought, like, well, that is not the definition of love
1: mm-hmm. at all. Yeah.
0: And it was really from, if anybody remembers those, I, I, I want to say it was like, precious moments but it was oh, it was yeah. those those little drawings and pictures they were very popular in the 70s and I remember if anybody watches that 70s show you know we've talked about Red and Kitty on here but if anybody watches that 70s show in Jackie's room above her bed
1: uh-huh.
0: is a picture of those two little precious moments
1: yeah things. little uh-huh. and the first time like
0: her and Kelso have sex it's like <laughs> yeah. that uh-huh. but it was from that it was it was a statement from one of those those pictures of that little couple uh-huh and that was that was the statement. And it was, they had a bunch of little cutesy, funny ones. But that was one that was like, "Well, looking at what we're going to talk about, you know, the definition of love should not be someone enters your life and complicates it." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we are of course a big advocate of love is effortless, which means right. the exact opposite of complication. Right. Exactly. So just kind of, I think that there's there's probably some kind of statement of endearment behind there but you're you're missing the mark with that type of phrase yeah i, mean, I don't think that applies to to real true love
1: for sure or at least yeah. the, and
0: i think as we talk about this well, it's, it's love that's going to equal a happy successful marriage Uh
1: huh. yeah and not equal something complicated mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and which most people tend to to think that love is complicated and it shouldn't be.
0: Well, and I think one of the issues <coughs> we deal with nowadays is, is people want to put their own and this sounds hypocritical because we're about to do the same thing, mm-hmm. but people want to put their own definition on what love means mm-hmm. and then they want to kind <laughs> of know. label it as, well, my definition of love is you know, I, I hate you and love you at the same time. Well, that's you're an idiot, and and all the things we've talked about. Where, right? You know, my definition of love is this, and it's kind of like this, like there's not this imaginary tree with five hundred definitions of love hanging from it, where you get to pick which one enters and meets your dysfunctional, asinine dipshit of a relationship that you're right.
1: in. Right, I know. So and you know, full disclosure, and we apologize for everyone that <laughs> that reached out and and said these types of things but honestly if you've listened to the podcast and you know who we are Mm -hmm. you would know that yeah we
0: would not agree with
1: that yeah this is exactly what we're going to talk about yeah um unfortunately for you you know we don't agree with you we don't agree that that love takes hard work and Mm -hmm. that you know things are you you need to work things out and Blah, blah, bl- fucking blah, because right. that's not who we are, period. Yeah. So, sorry, but, you know, to rain on your parade, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're
0: going to rain on that Well, and, and I think that, you know, one of the things that people need to keep in mind is if your definition of love is this overly complicated, torturous type of of outline of an emotion,
1: mm-hmm. then
0: chances are you aren't in the happiest of relationships.
1: Right. I know. Yeah, I know. And that's the truth. I mm-hmm. mean that's the unfortunate truth yeah. for you and you probably don't want to hear that. Yeah.
0: But You're probably on again off again. You probably argue, you probably fight. You can probably relate to the statement of I fall in and out of love with my partner all the time mm-hmm. which once again, as you find out, no shocker here, that is not what we'd find as the true definition of love. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that there there are you know once again if you have said, Well this is this is my love you are basically taking your dysfunctional relationship and trying to put it in the same category as a good functioning relationship by having these little caveat and asterisks next to it like, well, we may not function like you, but we're still happy because we have all this fucked up stuff going on in our relationship, which,
1: mm-hmm.
0: once again, nobody would really want that in a good relationship. Mm-hmm. You have just chosen to settle for that and now you're trying to paint it as this picture of success, which it is not.
1: Right. Right. Exactly, I know, so this last week we posed a question, and it was it was I don't know, just kind of a fun little question on social social media mm-hmm. um asking, you know, what is your definition of being quote unquote in love with somebody? Mm-hmm. what is in being in love? And what does it mean to you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of wanted to read some of the...
0: And thanks for everyone that replied.
1: Yes, thank you so much. I mean, we, we really appreciate all of the feedback and everything that you all give us. Um, even, you know, whether we agree with you or not, mm-hmm. it's it's really appreciated. So, um, I mean, one person, they, they said, being in love is everything, which is awesome. It's a simple answer. Yeah, it's super simple, and... I think that it's a I think that's a good answer. It it is everything. Mm-hmm. I mean it's a good it's a good definition of it yeah. to me because you you are my everything mm-hmm. and I, I believe that. I completely wholeheartedly believe that you that love being in love is everything. Um, another person said that it's making the needs of the other person a priority. Without losing yourself of course, agape type love. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean once again I don't disagree with that.
0: I I think that there is some um, I don't really even consider and I think in, in a real true unconditional love relationship, you know, ensuring that your partner's having new things for them is not a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. If you feel like you're sacrificing that, that's a that's a miss. It should just be something that you are naturally doing for your partner
1: anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Another person says, being able to be their best friend in all you do, which I agree, yep. too. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with that. I mean, Well, we've yeah.
0: done a full episode on being best friends with your partner. Yeah. Now people continually miss the mark with that statement. So, yeah, we definitely agree with that.
1: Mm-hmm. One that I really, really loved was um, being inspired by your partner to be the best possible version of yourself and offering the same in return. In doing so, you become the best version of, quote-unquote, us together. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, that's exactly what we exemplify in our relationship Mm -hmm. every single day. Yeah. And... I think that 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 is it was really really good. Um, I think that I, I think that a lot of these though were maybe more deep than <laughs> than what we actually mean by by the actual right what we're wanting to get across.
0: Yeah, well, I, I guess I guess deeps a good word. I I think it's yeah. Well, I I guess that would be it. they they're a little more you know, deep answers to it mm-hmm. than, I guess our face value mm-hmm. type of definition for, for the question of do you fall in and out of love,
1: mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh.
0: And I think some of them were examples of love.
1: Yeah. I think some
0: of them were their. I mean, we asked for what their definition of love is, so you. I mean, it, it's not. You can't really say that's wrong I because of that is your definition of love,
1: and it's their definition of love, mm-hmm. and. And that's okay, like, cause, you know, we don't have to agree or disagree with you.
0: the The only time I get <coughs> I get a little critical of that is, it's the same thing. And you know, I recently saw a post that said, you know, whatever your your version of hundred percent is give it. and I disagree with that because mm-hmm. somebody's definition or their version of hundred percent is different than mine. Mm-hmm. And if your 100% in reality is only 40%, then you need to recognize that your version of 100% is lacking.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so that's where I kind of get critical of these, where if if you're saying things like, well, love is choosing to love someone even on days you don't like them. Well, your love is lacking.
1: Yeah. Your
0: partnership and relationship is lacking because we completely disagree with that type of sentiment.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And so I think that while in in one breath i i will say well it's your we asked for your definition it's your definition there is no right or wrong answers but i think there is there needs to be some level of you know relationship evaluation behind your answer where once again if you're thinking well my definition is of love is it's fights it's yelling it's slamming doors it's it's silent treatments, and and you're describing this awful dysfunctional relationship. Yeah,
1: sorry, that's not fucking yeah, love.
0: your your definition <laughs> of love is lacking in the relationship. It's different than ours. Is lacking. Uh-huh. Yeah. So pick up the pace yeah. once again. You don't want to be in an ordinary relationship. We want everybody to be and strive for extraordinary relationships.
1: Right. Uh huh. Well, and and with that being said, we had another listener say that love is loving someone at their best and worst and staying by their side to pick them up when they're down. And yes, I agree. I agree with that to a point.
0: Is their worst self-induced? Yeah. If so, I think there's a little more conversation to that. Mhm. If they're going through something that has altered their demeanor, they've experienced loss, grief, whatever it is, then uh, 100% I wholeheartedly agree with that. But if you're saying that, you know, going you know going back to your previous relationships, if you're saying your definition of love is staying with the drug addict at their lowest and, and praying with them and hoping that they come out on the other side a better person, your definition of a successful relationship is completely
1: different than ours. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I know. Yeah. And I think that that's the thing. Like, I think that people... You know, when they see us and they see that, or they hear us talk about love and what our definition is of love, I think that they don't, they don't really recognize what we've been through, right. too, in the past. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're like, oh, okay, like, you guys are just kind of full of yourselves and you guys are are in love. It's easy to say what love is when you're in love with a person when you, uh, you know, compared to if you are dealing with a whole bunch of shit mm-hmm. and you don't have love in your relationship and you're right. trying to fight for love. Yeah. For, I mean, first and
0: foremost, love should be reciprocated.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If If the love in your relationship is not the equal same on both sides, then it's non-existent in my book. Mm-hmm. If it's not reciprocated equally as it's given, then it's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not a good definition of love. No. And I think that, that that's one of the first things that people need to look at. And I think that if you if you're going through those struggle relationships where you have a partner that you're always picking up and a partner that you always feel like you have to support and a partner that you feel like you always have to build up and a partner that you always you know, they're always falling down and you have to pick them up and and all those struggles. If they aren't giving you the same love that you're giving them, then you need to be able to recognize that they don't seem to see the same value in your relationship that you do. Mm -hmm. So you should not be putting in more love consistently than your partner is. I think that based on circumstances we've talked about before, there may be occasions and completely reasonable explanations for why, one of you has to be the stronger partner than the other. Right. But if this is a constant thing, where you you know when the when the door is shut, you're looking in the mirror, you're not on social media, you're not on the phone, you have to answer to yourself, who is the more loving person in this relationship? If nine times out of ten it's you, you're in a dysfunctional relationship.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
0: And you have a skewed version of what love is because if it's not reciprocated equally, it's not. It's not good, substantial, and sustainable long-term, unconditional love.
1: I know. I know. Well, and that's the thing I think that that people need to hear is, sorry, <laughs> unfortunately, you're wrong. And it's not. What you are, are defining as love is not right. And you may think that it's normal to you or <clears throat> that you've had to deal with this for so long and because you've had to go through the quote- unquote struggle with somebody that that necessarily makes it love, but it doesn't.
0: Well and, and some people confuse guilt with love
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, and you know and, and when you' even kind of going back to the basic, I guess statement of, you know that you brought up or I, I love you but I'm not in love with you mm-hmm. a lot of times when you ask that or when somebody says that if you step back and say well what what do you mean when you say I'm not in love with you what do you mean by I love you the answer tends to be well I, I don't wish you ill I don't want anything bad to happen to you I, I I hope you find happiness and they tend to put these generic really kind of to sum it up it's a it's a more adult version of well, I still want to be friends.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. So, today, um, when Seth was downstairs doing his conference and everything, I was, you know, doing a little bit of work here and there, but I had on the show Catfish. <coughs> and, you know, you, people may be like, oh, Catfish, whatever, but there was this dude on there, and they were like, you know, you said that you loved her. And he was like, well, you know, I do love her, but I'm not in love with her. I even heard that today. Mm-hmm. And we knew that we were going to talk about this even before I heard that him say that. And I was like, oh my gosh, there it is again. Mm-hmm. Someone saying, oh, I, I love her, but I'm not in love with her. And what that really mean? It really does mean I I care for that person, and I like them as mm-hmm. a person, but I don't.
0: I'm not physically
1: physically attracted, attracted to them. Uh-huh. I don't want to
0: have sex with you.
1: Yeah. And, and
0: some people don't want to admit that that's what it means, mm-hmm. but but that is what it means. And I think some people will be like, well, I mean, if you're sitting saying, well, I've had sex with people I don't love at all. I'm not saying that sex is the end all be all with. The definition or determination whether you love someone, but I'm talking about the people you're involved with intimately in a relationship mm-hmm. where you are supposedly have this emotional connection, where you supposedly are going with another. And, and once again for all intents and purposes, we're talking about your fucking spouse.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm not
0: talking about a one night stand or an old fling or an ex or your future fiance. I'm talking about your spouse. The person you're married to and the person that you have verbally and legally <clears throat> committed your dedication to. When you say, I have fallen out of love with this person, typically, at its easiest basic breakdown, it means you don't want to fuck them anymore.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Uh, Well, and (laughs) that's not easy to say. It's not the easiest thing to admit. I think that people don't want, people say it that way because it is hard to, to tell somebody that I'm not. Attracted to you anymore? Yeah. I'm
0: not sexually attracted. I don't. Well,
1: yeah. I, I don't want to have sex with you. Mm-hmm. And that, that and it does sound really harsh. I think.
0: Well, I mean, one of the things I mean, we were looking at several episodes ago when we talked about you know why men cheat and things like that. I mean, one of the things that we saw in all the articles you read and all the research we did were so many men saying, "I cheated," and I know it was wrong, but I still love my wife. Uh-huh. And. A lot of times when you started to dig a little deeper, it really meant just that. It was like, well, I love my wife. She's a great mother. She's a, she's a caring spouse. She supports me, but she's not in the mood to have sex, and I just don't really feel like having sex with her. And this girl over here was ready, willing, and able.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and that's really what it meant. And, and you can say that that's a shallow definition of love, but we're talking about when people make that statement. Uh, yeah, I'm just not in love with you anymore. Right, um, but I love you. It really just means I care about you, but I don't want an intimate relationship with you anymore. Oh. Um, and it is tough. It is harsh because it, it seems to be this more polite way of trying to let someone down
1: mm-hmm.
0: when the person on the receiving end doesn't understand what you mean, mm-hmm. and and it's almost like you're trying to save their their feelings by avoiding actually saying how you feel
1: uh-huh. well and, and i know that i did it in my previous relationship mm-hmm. where i said exactly that like you're i said you're like my best friend mm-hmm. you know i i love you as this awesome person and this and that but i'm just not in love with you and it's funny because it's it's probably the most harsh thing you could tell somebody
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it's the easiest way to tell them that. Yeah. And the you know, like if they if they really break it down and and look at exactly what you're saying, mm-hmm. you're like, Oh fuck. Like, this sucks. Yeah. Well really? You you're not in love with me anymore. You don't. You're not attracted to me. You're not physically attracted to me. You don't want to have sex with me. Mm-hmm. Why? Why not? Why don't Why don't you feel that way anymore? Right. And that's kind of that's kind of the thing that like we were looking at. We were trying to figure out. Well, you know, why do people fall
0: out of love? Yeah,
1: like end up feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Why? You know, because because you feel you know, a, a good, a good way about your partner, you know, initially you're like, you are physically attracted to them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And for most couples, you know, everybody, they, they're wanting to be physically intimate in the beginning of their relationship. And then all of a sudden things just change. Mm-hmm. And why, why does that happen? Why do they fall out of love with each other?
0: Right. Well, and know, I mean, I think we've we, we've talked about you know some of the beginning of the end
1: mm-hmm.
0: in one episode. If you haven't listened to that, be sure to give that one a listen. But I think there's a lot of initial indicators in there. I, I think that there, are people and and you you know we we we've kind of said on here. You sound so shallow bringing it up, but mm-hmm. people don't want to put a lot of of stock into the physical attractive part because. Everybody wants to believe that no matter what happens to my body, no matter what I look like, no matter where I go, we said for better or worse, and that that or worse means me letting myself go and being unattractive, and that no matter how I look or how I present myself, my partner should always love me. And that's why you hear people say, well, I do love you. I'm just not in love with you. Because your wedding vows say nothing about being physically or sexually attracted to you, no matter how you end up looking, and once again, I, I even as it comes out of my mouth, even for me, I do understand how shallow that sounds, mm-hmm. saying something like that. <laughs> but it's one of those things that it's it's almost taboo for someone to even stress or talk about or say or you or you know say you know what you're right. I I fell out of my lo- out of love with my partner because they let themselves get to a point where I was physically and mentally unattracted them and they just did not turn me on anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: know. And I'm not in love with anybody else, but I know the prospect of someone else continually turning me on or being physically attractive to me is out there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you sound like an asshole. Guy, oh, or yeah. guy or girl. I think a lot of people as I say that will assume that that's what guys do, but girls, women do it just as much as guys do.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I, I think that one of the things you tend to see is Women recognize that it's happened, but it's almost like they have a higher moral code where they won't act upon it. And so they feel that that's higher, that they took the higher road. Yeah. That Well, I'm not attracted to my slobby-ass, beer belly drunk, disgusting, nacho-cheese-eating husband anymore. (laughs) Excuse me, but I'm not going to go and cheat on him. Mm -hmm. And somehow that that makes them more high and mighty than the guy that's like... Well, I've never told my wife I'm unattracted to her anymore, Whether what she does or how she looks is unattractive, and so I've decided to go cheat on her secretly.
1: Yeah. And
0: I'm not saying one's worse or, or better than the other, mm-hmm. but both of those result in the same initial feeling of you're not attracted to your partner.
1: Yeah, I know. I think that I... I mean, I know that I did that with my partner, my old partner, mm-hmm. and and I know that... I, I, I mean, I, you know, sometimes I, I feel bad for the way that he probably felt, you know, dealing with somebody like me and that I, I wasn't necessarily completely attracted to him and, and he always, um, he, he always expressed that he was physically attracted to me and, And this and that, but it was... I think it was more than that. I don't know. And that's why I think that, like, the whole falling out of love thing, like, I mean, it completely happened to me in that relationship.
0: I mean, we just spent 15 minutes talking about the physical aspect, but to pull that back, there is a sometimes much larger emotional factor and intellectual piece of your relationship that may not be providing you the stimulation you need. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, I mean, as, as just as we talked about the physical aspect, don't just get hung up on that because there there is that emotional connection. I think that that's one of the things that you went through as well is whether there was physical peace there or not, there was still this Emotional and mental and and you know, intellectual stimulation that you were not or disconnection. Getting, yeah, that uh-huh. you weren't getting from your partner, which made you too disconnected. Mm-hmm. And and so you start to seek that out through other people, via conversation, via you know commonalities, via you know all the stuff that you and I went through as as friends and coworkers, mm-hmm. where you started to get more because we weren't we weren't physically doing anything together. Mm-hmm. We we connected on a completely verbal communication and intellectual plane before we ever did a physical plane yeah and i think that that's something that even as it may sound like i just downplayed it myself that's very very important it is that if you can mentally stimulate someone that may be more powerful than physical stimulation Mm -hmm. and if you're lacking in the mental and physical department of it you're you're a lost cause at that point in some mm-hmm. relationships
1: yeah yeah I completely. And, and
0: i think that and, and and you you can see that i mean there, there's been some relationships where we're like
1: how did that end you know he or
0: she was so good looking and it's like well that had absolutely that nothing have to, do have with to do
1: with it yeah. yeah we didn't have
0: this in common they didn't we didn't have good conversation and they start listing all these other things, and you feel almost superficial by even saying that. Like, well, what happened? Mm-hmm. They were so good looking. Like, well, that's all that matters, and no, it's not.
1: Oh.
0: And so I think that there's all these other pieces that, if it's not firing all cylinders, you're, you know, the the unconditional love cannot be there.
1: Mm-hmm. No. I and don't. then
0: that's you know once again it's, it it may not be I'm falling out of love with you be not necessarily because I don't want to have sex with you but, the not wanting to have sex with you may not necessarily have to do with the physical aspect. It may have to do with other things outside of the physical piece.
1: Well, I know. And I think that, like, with with me and my ex, I think that it was, it was a lot. It was further than just the physical mm-hmm. aspect. I think that it was, you know, <clears throat> I think that a lot of people probably um, feel this, and it's, they, have you had too much whiskey? Maybe I have. <laughs> oh my gosh! What, okay. Resentment? Yes, thank you. Oh, look at that. You you feel, resent, and you that just
0: overpowers everything. And else. that overpowers everything.
1: Yeah. That and that's that's I think what it was for me. Yeah,
0: you definitely for would sure. Do that, yeah. and that you, was you, the
1: biggest thing, and I think that's a, I think that's what a lot of people go through is e- resentment. Yeah,
0: e- even looking at you guys from the outside just hearing your frustration Mm -hmm. with with him and with the relationship just this uh, i mean all the time was just i mean such a deep level of resentment that Mm -hmm. i I don't even know what would have made that go away i mean resentment is different than it's a different type of forgiveness to move past that yeah because it's you know forgiveness is really just kind of that acknowledgement and and Resentment tends to sit a lot deeper where you can say, well, I I, I forgive them. I don't, I'm not going to, you know, hold this against them, but you you find yourself sitting in that kind of waiting pool of, of resentment where it's like, I know I shouldn't still be angry, but I just physically, emotionally, mentally, and physically can't get past this. Mm -hmm. What they did, it's almost like a relationship PTSD. Yeah. That you you just can't seem to get over, mm-hmm. um and, yeah. and and it's a very very tough thing to to get past, and it takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of work, it takes a lot of consistent trustworthy behavior, mm-hmm. um, and some people just don't have it in it for the. I mean, I'm talking years and years and years. To put in it, and you're facing that hopefully that even works out.
1: I know. Well, I know, and that's and where you're
0: like, Should I just cut my losses? And, get and that's the, fuck the out?
1: thing is like, because it took me years and years and years to even realize, you know, what I was going through and, mm. and everything, and, and years and years and years to be like, You know, it's not worth, worth it. it, yeah, and yeah, yeah I mean. Uh, I, I know that some couples can get past it and work through it, but... Yeah, but
0: do they? I do I mean, that, that's one of the questions I always have is, did you... And, and I'm finding out more and more as, as we... You know, one of the big benefits of doing this is the amount of couples that reach out to us and the amount of people that open up, because I, I think that, you know, I, I went into this with certain aspects of, I just know this is how it is, and that's been proven right, but there's some that's been proven wrong. Mm-hmm. And, but one of them that I had was this, this skepticism of, do people really get past that? And we're finding out more and more that they don't. I know.
1: that
0: They say they do. They pretend they do. They act like they do. And even as a couple, they act like they do. But as they talk to you one-on-one or even in a couple setting or they open up to you, you find out, man, you're not even fucking close to being over that. Oh. And And just because you continually tell yourself and everybody else that you're over it, doesn't mean that you're ever going to get past that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that resentment's ever going to go away. Um, And that's one of the really big eye-opening things that I think that I've seen through this is Mm -hmm. the amount of people that are like, you know, yeah, we we did everything we could to pretend that this was okay. But But it's not... But I... Or he or she or we couldn't get past whatever this was that happened Mm. and that was the downfall of relationship or we still haven't fully recovered and it's like wow at face value you look like you're fine but you're not Mm -hmm. um and I think that that's something that you know if you're out there going through that that is very normal to be feeling that god I mean how many times do I have to tell myself and tell everyone <clears throat> that this is fine, that everything's going great, when I know it's not? And and you're, you're really just kind of playing a game and living a lie
1: mm-hmm.
0: at that. Point. That's what and, I was. And you're gonna feel so much relief and, and weight off your shoulders when you finally say, you know what, I'm not okay with this. I can't get past this. This is it's it's, irreparable at this point. And I even if the answer is, I'm just gonna throw my hands up because I don't know what the fuck to do anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You you still will feel like there's this weight lifted off of you because you're done pretending.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's I'm I think that's perfect perfectly said because that's exactly how I felt the the night that I told my ex that I we can't do this anymore. I'm not I'm not gonna continue at all. Mm-hmm. Like it's done, no matter what. Because I told him. Before, I told him months and months before that I don't think that I could do this, blah, 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 you know. And he was like, oh, let me change, let me change, let me, you know, whatever. But that night that I, you know, put my actual foot down and was like, no, I'm sorry, this This is is it, it. Mm -hmm. it's over. Uh, A weight was just lifted off of both of us. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just me, it was both of us. And even he said, like, wow, like, this is, like, this is it, and this feels different. Right. And it was better. Mm-hmm. It was better for both of us. And we knew it.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, there, there is some, some sense of relief whenever you, you know, you, you, you have a, something damaged. I mean, you, you look at even, you know, we, we're, we come from the medical field when
1: mm-hmm.
0: somebody breaks a bone you have to go through the horrible pain of resetting that bone, and things aren't ever going to be the same again. And even though that that resetting that break is horribly painful. Oh gosh. Once it's done, the after effects are so much better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it doesn't mean it's going to go back to how it was, mm-hmm. but that that pain is gone, and that pain hits that peak and then it dissipates. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing when you you come to terms that, you know, the love that you have fallen out of is not attainable any longer. Um. But I think that, you know, aside from love being reciprocated, um, I mean, other... And I know it sounds cliche, but I mentioned at the beginning, but, but the, the unconditional peace is there. The And, and uh, you know, we, we, we've been pretty vocal on here. It, it's not about loving your partner unconditionally is loving your partner through when we say the good and the bad we don't mean self-induced bad Mm -hmm. we don't mean oh we're going through this bad time because he or she cheated on me or he or she is choosing to abuse themselves in this way it's it's the ups and downs that outside distractors can bring on your relationship like loss of a job an injury uh, you know
1: a loved one
0: a loved one grief all those things it's not things that are self-induced that, that by your own accord and actions if you had changed something would not have taken place um, but but those are the moments where, where I think that unconditional love is, is very important mm-hmm. what I mean is there any other tags you would put on you know what love is by your own definitions
1: um I don't know. I don't think so, other than...
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the first one, the, the reciprocated thing is just... It's huge. I mean, that was one of those things where... Uh, <coughs> I, I, I knew my ex and I were had fallen out of love for mm-hmm. years because it was not reciprocated on, on emotional, a mental, a verbal, a communicative, a physical level at all. Mm-hmm. I knew it wasn't reciprocated. And, you know, we could take the best couple photo together that anybody would see, but once you took that away, I mean, we knew that it wasn't reciprocated. We, we couldn't wait to be apart from one another. We couldn't wait to not get on each other's nerves. I mean, the...
1: So, but, like, everybody else could... So, from the outside looking in, though, mm-hmm. on YouTube, was completely normal... And completely
0: like oh probably. they're in love yeah probably I mean like I've said before I, I didn't complain about her
1: mm-hmm.
0: I didn't talk about how awful it was I didn't talk about the non sex that we were having I didn't talk about the 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 witchy bitchy emotional mood swing person I was with and I, I never I never did anything with anybody that knew me or knew us aside from my mom. I never said anything negative about her. Mm-hmm. Um, well,
1: and even your mom, you didn't really say too much.
0: Yeah, I still kind of kept, uh, you because know, I didn't want to skew her opinion of her too much. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which would get tough because you, you know, you would be like, oh, I've got to, I won't really tell somebody about this, but it was like, well, what good is it gonna do if I'm not gonna leave? What I mean, we've talked about that too. Yeah. Why, why would I make this person sound like a complete? Nightmare if I'm gonna be dumb enough to stay with them anyway. Yeah, exactly. So it was kind of for my own self-preservation I didn't want every I didn't want anybody to know how weak I was mm-hmm. by complaining about how awful she was. yeah, I know um, so it was it you know, I don't want anybody to think it was this super self-righteous thing. It was more you
1: know, no, know. self deprecating well, <laughs> I know and I mean, I did the same thing right. I, you know with with my ex, and you know people obviously were. You know, like, well, why'd you leave him? You know, like, I was the bad person for mm-hmm. for leaving. Because
0: that, you hadn't said anything bad.
1: Yeah, about that god-awful yeah. situation when, mm-hmm. yeah, people are like, oh, he's not as bad as as you're making it out to be. I'm like, well, yeah, you don't, <laughs> you don't, don't know. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, and that's where it's, it's not their business. Yeah. It's not. Mm-hmm. When you decide to end a relationship, it's nobody's business but you and the person you end it with. Mm-hmm. Not your friends, not your family, not everybody looking through the windows in. It's yours. Yeah. You know, so.
1: I know. You know. I know. Well, and I know. And I think that that's, I think that's important though, is like, is people that are dealing with that, like right now, mm-hmm. you know, like, that are going through similar situations that we went through with our previous partners and, and are like, you know, don't, they don't have you know they don't want that person to look like a bad person mm-hmm. or whatever or you don't want to look like the bad person either right and it's okay it's it really is okay to 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 <laughs> slam that person down <laughs> yeah and
0: as long as you don't get back with him
1: Yes, yes.
0: Because then you look like the real idiot.
1: Yeah, yes, exactly. That is the dumbest thing you can do. I don't know how many
0: times to reiterate that. I
1: know. If
0: you are dumb enough to get involved with an idiot, fucking moron, asshole person... Oh, my gosh. And you're dumb enough to break up with them and dumb enough to get back together with them, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Just don't say anything Uh -uh. at all. Because whether you want to think that nobody pays attention you look like the biggest idiot on in the planet when you do something like that.
1: Yeah. uh
0: Everybody, every I mean, and we are very far removed from certain situations and as soon as that happens, it's it's text after text after message after message after phone call. Did you see what what happened so and so did? Uh They broke up and and their dumbass is now back together with them. Are you fucking kidding me? It's everybody talks about how fucking stupid you are Mm -hmm. when you do that. And, and you can say you don't care till the cows come home. Mm-hmm. But your dumbass selfies prove otherwise. So don't <laughs> act like you don't care when you really do. But just keep it private.
1: Yeah. But,
0: once again, if you are going back to your point, if you aren't saying those things to save your ex's face,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, I, 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 don't, I don't know if I necessarily agree with running them through
1: uh, the ringer, whatever about it. I think that I think that it's still that, okay to say you,
0: you you don't know what it
1: was like. I know. I think that the I think I didn't necessarily do it the right way mm-hmm. because I think that people probably were like, "Oh, he was a he was a decent guy," mm-hmm. you know, and <laughs> maybe I should have <laughs> put the him through. The yeah put him through the ringer a little bit more than what I did. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think that I did do the the right thing by not doing that because I am not I don't look like the dumbass
0: mm-hmm. for
1: staying in that situation for however many yeah, years. Yeah, because if you
0: told everybody exactly what had happened, they're mm-hmm. like, and you were with him how long. <laughs>
1: exactly. I mean, that's how I felt. Yeah.
0: Like, even when I'm like, well, yeah, she's the one that dumped me. And when I tell everything that happened, people are like,
1: why did you Why stay? Why did you stay? Yeah.
0: Why did she even have the opportunity to dump you first? Uh-huh. You know, so you do yeah. feel like an idiot. I know. Um, you know, but I mean, it's 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 not their business. Don't make it their business and don't allow it to be their business. Uh, either way, whether you dump them or you're going to get back together with them or you're going to permanently end it. It's nobody else's business but yours. Mm-hmm. And if the people close to you can't understand and be happy for your decision, then they don't need to be that close in your life in the first place.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, You don't owe
0: anybody an explanation. No. And I think that that's where you kind of get. You kind of feel like you get drug into it. Like, well. Well, I feel like I have to explain everybody because everybody liked this person so much. Well, chances are not everybody liked them as much as you probably think they do. Uh No. But people don't like change.
1: Yeah, people are fake as fuck. I'm sorry. But that's, that's exactly how it is. And. I mean, people will pretend that they. Oh, so liked somebody so freaking much, and really, they didn't like them at all. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> or they didn't like them, and then as soon as they're out of the picture, now they're best friends.
1: Yeah, no, or they're like, I knew that they weren't good for you.
0: Yeah. And you're like, oh, shut the fuck up. Yeah, Captain Hindsight. Yeah, shut really? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we went through a situation when, even when you and I got married, we didn't invite everybody, and we had people say well, if she was still with her ex, I would have been invited to the wedding. Oh, yeah. You're completely dismissing the fact that you were in a horribly dysfunctional relationship. Mm. But it was like, well, he was a better partner than who you married because at least I would have been invited to the wedding. Yeah.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Get out. You weren't invited to the wedding. Get the fuck out. That's the main reason you weren't invited. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, no. Well, um, what else do
0: we... Well, you know, I, I think just kind of bringing it back full circle, it, it it's really just... I think there's a lot of definitions that people can put on what love is. I think there's some great examples of love, and I think there's some not-so-great examples of love. I, I think that, that first and foremost, you need to look at sometimes maybe not what love means to you, but what does love mean to the person you're with? And that... at least will dictate whether you guys are even close to being on the same page or not.
1: Yeah, I think that you do need to look at what both of you Mm -hmm. define as love. I think that's very important because if you're not on the same page and you don't think that love is the same thing or being, quote-unquote, in love is the same thing, Mm -hmm. then it's not going to... Your relationship isn't going to thrive. Yeah.
0: I mean, if, 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 if your definition of being in love is being someone who is, you know, a big giver, you're, you're more in this subservient role of ensuring your partner's happiness, but then you're, you ask your partner, well, what, what does love mean to you? And, and your partner's like, well, love to me is that my partner does whatever they have to to make me happy. You, you, at face value, you may say, well, that works out because I'm subservient and they want that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But... That completely takes away from the reciprocated piece that I talked about. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you guys should have very similar definitions of love. Hmm. Um, they should at least be in the same realm or ballpark.
1: Well, and I think that like, even if you if you have, if you are saying that you have a specific definition of love, you need to be about that specific definition of mm-hmm. love to your partner, and, you know, if you're saying you, you know, are this way or that way, you need to be that yeah. way. We, you, we, yeah, we saw
0: some responses that I'm like, really? Is that what you do? I mean, yeah. if that's your definition, you aren't living by that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's not how you treat your partner anyway.
1: Yeah, and that's how you should treat your mm-hmm. partner, and that's how your, your partner should treat you, but... Are you really living that? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's very important because if you're not living by the way that you, quote unquote, define love, then what what is how is that helping you at mm-hmm. all? It's not. Well, it doesn't
0: give you a realistic parameter of, of how to measure that love because mm-hmm. you're you're just you're you're saying what you think sounds good or what should be said. Uh-huh. not really what you practice you know you're practicing what you preach
1: and it sounds good yeah it does sounds it's easy to come great. up with a
0: cliche good sounding definition of what love is but mm-hmm. you know, don't just talk about it be about it
1: yeah you i know, know. Uh-huh, i know
0: well, and I, look for that you, you you know if you know what your definition of love that's what you should be searching out for in your partner
1: well and and what they what their actions are doing yeah. what are they what are they proving to you mm-hmm. you know what is your what is your partner doing every day to to prove that they love you mm-hmm. to you know are they actively listening to you are they reinstilling actively...
0: the values that you say is what love is
1: right yeah mm-hmm. exactly and if they're not doing any of that then mm-hmm. you know that's a that's a red flag mm-hmm. i think to
0: i mean if, if, if your definition of love is you don't want something bad to happen to somebody and you don't wish they're dead, I mean, that's 95% of the population you know. That's not your partner. That's not your spouse. That's not who you're in a relationship with.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, And some people, if if you start looking at your partner the same way you do your best friend or your family member, that's not the same love that it takes to have a good relationship.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that that's when why people say things like, well, love isn't everything. Well, love is everything if it's the right kind of love in the right kind of relationship. Just yeah. like the one listener said, love is everything. Yeah. And so I think people that say, well, well, love isn't everything. Love isn't enough to keep you happy. Well, it is if it's the right kind. Uh-huh. I, I, I think so anyway. Yeah,
1: I disagree with people that say that. Mm-hmm. That say it isn't not, everything. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because it is. And I think that, yeah, I think that when you, when you find the right partner and you find... Everything that you need in that one person and another person, it kind of irritated me. But uh, but they said, "Oh, love's overrated," and this and that. I'm like, "Well, you obviously have not been in love. Mm-hmm. You've never felt the kind of love that I felt. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, you haven't and, been in the right kind of love. And I mean, that's sad. That's really sad." Mm-hmm and hopefully you will be able to find that kind of love one day but you know once you do find that love it's it is everything mm-hmm. and the person that you love is your everything and you don't care about any anything else except for being in love and yeah. being and having the happiness with that person that you love mm-hmm yeah
0: it it becomes a way to easily focus all your efforts on one thing mm-hmm. and it it becomes the focal point for why you do everything that you do mm-hmm. so.
1: yeah i know yeah i don't have i don't have anything else to really add to it yeah do you? I don't need no I'm not really yeah but I mean I don't know <laughs> what would you say that like you know is your quote-unquote definition of being in love. I, I mean, because cause really really what we were thinking with the episode, that was with, you know, people saying that I'm not in, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. It really, we really think that it means I'm, I still like you. Well, you're, that's what we said at the beginning. You're still cool I don't or whatever. want anything bad
0: to happen to you, but I don't want to have sex with you. Yeah,
1: I'm not sexually attracted to you. And that I think that was the biggest thing that mm-hmm. that we really wanted to like, talk about. Well, people try about. to
0: make it sound like it's this, this high and mighty righteous road to take when they say something like that.
1: Mm-hmm. And, it's, and not, it's
0: not. Be honest with them.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And it's okay to feel that way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's okay to, quote unquote, fall out of love.
1: Uh-huh.
0: You, you know, your your body and your mind and your heart want what they want. That's something that you, you can't fool and you can't trick and you can't train to feel something that it's not going to naturally feel. And I think that you have to look within, that it, within reason. But people tend to try to put a cap on that and say, well, no, I have to stay in this because they are a great parent. They're a great... Uh-huh. They care about me. I love their family. What will our friends think? They put all these other stipulations in it as to really substantiate why they love this person when it really isn't the most important piece as to why they should love that person.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. more
0: of why should I stay with it because I don't want to go through A B C D F and G. Uh-huh. Well, why do you love them? Uh-huh. And why you love someone should not rely on anybody else's input.
1: It beca- and, and the really... Th- the thing is, is that you feel like it's hurting you mm-hmm. and, and hurting the person that you're with. And, and sometimes it does hurt, you know. But you have to rip that band-aid off and just realize that, you know, sometimes it's not. <laughs> you really aren't in love with the person, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be. You can be in love with somebody else. That's a downer. (laughs) Why do you want to end the episode on that? Oh, sorry. (laughs) I mean, it's true, though. It's not... I'm I'm not... I guess I'm not trying to, like, sugarcoat anything. And if you don't... If you're not in love with the person that you're with, then... uh, It sucks. Sorry. But... I don't know. Maybe you have a better way to, to no, end it. No,
0: that's it. I think that's a perfect <laughs> ending. Go find someone you love.
1: Love the one you're
0: with. Well, no, because people are with the people they don't love <laughs> all the time. That only works if you're away from your partner oh. that you don't love.
1: Oh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't have anything else then. Yeah, I'll end it. Okay. Shittily. that Yeah. Okay.
0: Sorry for the awful ending,
1: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you all for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. And listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks.